0: Bush and Richie here with your daily takeaway podcast. One thing you're about to hear uh, in this show—it's only a little fleeting bit of information. It's something we will return to later on uh, in the week. It's the fact that Richie's
1: introducing Keane on stage tonight at a gig. Where is it? Uh, it's at the O2 Shepherd's Bush Empire this evening, one of the War Child uh, gigs, and Keane are playing. And I'm a massive Keane fan, and I'm very excited. Now,
0: I- I'm very, very interested in the setup backstage here. So, will you be like, will you be in like a green room or the changing rooms with Keane, and then? Like, you'll go on first and then give them a shout? Or how's that going to work? So,
1: uh, do, do you know what? It's, it's, I, I don't know for certain. I, I I know that Absolute Radio's Jay Lawrence is, is also going to be down there. Uh, so if we are all sharing the same dressing room area I would say Jay is going to be a bit of a gooseberry kind of
0: thing oh because you guys have got such a good relationship you and Keen, I guess haven't you <laughs> exactly, you and Tomby yeah. chat and doing yeah. jokes and stuff I, like I
1: don't that. want Jay to feel left out as you know we're, we're talking about like Bexhill Seafront and all that kind of something thing. like cafe I'll text, exactly, yeah. I'll text
0: Jay and warn him but, yeah. I, but what I'm interested in is that obviously uh, there's no Es and Graces backstage at a music venue no. a very small kind mm-hmm. of uh, very unglamorous kind of backstage area so I imagine um, Tom whatever, and the, and the rest of the band, whoever they are, are going to get changed, maybe. So, we'd have to evade your eyes or maybe hold the towel up for Tom <laughs> like you're on a seaside holiday?
1: I remember you and I backstage uh, at the Royal Albert Hall for Kasabian, and uh, that was last year, uh, and there weren't enough chairs, and we were sat on the floor, Yes. print sticking our own scripts. Uh,
0: the worst thing was that we uh, also nearly fell over a couple of guitars and yeah. wires on the way out. I mean, that could have gone spectacularly badly, but don't let that get in your head this evening.
1: Oh, not in front of Tom. This is Bush and Rich's
2: Daily Takeaway.
0: I want to start tonight's show with a question, right? And the question is this. Uh, Do you ever have, like, memories from your childhood that sometimes make you think maybe you imagined it or you made it up? Like no one else can relate, and you think, oh, maybe that's just popped into my head because I've made it up. Uh, uh, The reason I'm talking about this is that I took the kids to uh, the garden centre at the weekend just gone. And I love going to the garden centre, because I remember when I was a kid, I hated going to the garden centre. I couldn't understand why my parents wanted to go. And now that I'm older... I love the idea of having a cooked breakfast next to a running water feature. I think it's brilliant, and and the kids don't want to go, and they hate it. Um, It's the kind of circle of life in many ways. But uh, as as we were walking around, I noticed at the garden centre that one thing that used to always be at garden centres when I was a kid, and was in fact the only good thing about going, was sadly missing. What's that? It was a whirly worm. Do you remember whirly worms? Basically, they were like little furry worms with fishing wire on the end of their nose and googly eyes and you put you'd put the fishing wire down the front of your trousers and then the worm the the wire would let you move the worm across in and out your fingers and and in a garden centre there would always be a TV demonstration
1: <laughs> kind of like a JML kind of thing
0: <laughs> yeah yeah like the JML thing and you go and watch the telly on it and think, "Oh man, that's brilliant! How do they do that? It's magic, innit? it?" I- but it's all fishing wire.
1: <laughs> I think I remember what you're talking about—the whirly worms. I remember buying one at a carnival once. I never got one from a, a garden centre, but I do. I do remember what you mean.
0: Well, like, as a kid, like, I mean, what? What? Throw us a bone when you go to a garden centre. I'm not. I'm not looking at seeds or like a terra, You know, hundred quid thing that if you knock over the terracotta soldier, your parents are gonna have to go to prison or something. So the whirly worm was was kind of it. But I've talked to a couple of other people since I, I walked around the garden centre and didn't see one, and they don't know what I'm talking about. So I just want to put it out there. Right? Do you remember those things? Because, again, this, if this has just popped up in our collective memory, we've got some problems. But maybe you called it something different. Maybe there's another word for it. Because I tried to find them online because so I thought, oh, I'll get us one each, and I can't, they're not there. <laughs> It might be like a t- transplanted childhood memory. Maybe you've been abducted by aliens. They, <laughs> rather than playing with my bum, which is what most alien abductions seem to be about, they've just put a weird memory in me, Yet,
1: Just for clarity, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know oh whether yeah, this is um, for... I don't know whether this <laughs> is going to make you feel more secure or insecure. <clears throat> OK. I remember the things you are speaking of. I don't remember them being a staple of garden centres.
0: OK, so there's a lot to unpack there. But yeah. then again, maybe we've worked together for so long, then maybe we've both got this weird memory, and it's not it never <laughs> happened anyway. <laughs>
1: Uh, Joanna's in Barnsley, she says, I remember them, uh, I remember seeing them in garden centres and also Woolworths. Uh, oh yeah. They were called Wigglies. I even remember the film that was played to accompany them. Look out, look out, there's a Wiggly about.
0: Oh, I'm getting some brilliant childhood warm glow feeling around my tummy when you're even saying that. It, it was a big hit for like, if you go and, like, you went to, I don't know, Swanage for like a family seaside <laughs> holiday. Get a wiggle each. Uh, Emma in Upminster says, I remember those fluffy, wiggly worms. We weren't allowed pets as kids, so my brother took his everywhere. Uh, I used to threaten to cut it in half whenever he annoyed me. Good times had by all, she adds. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe not for him. Uh, Bonnie's hanging on. You got a positive sighting? Uh,
3: yeah, I bought
0: one not so long ago. Wow, so you bought one of these things. Where did you buy it? Because we noticed they're not in garden centres anymore, Bonnie.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I got it at the range in Andover
1: and Hampshire. Wow, OK, what a cool accent you got. Bonnie, where are you from?
3: Oh i'm from canada
1: so when you grew up in canada did canada have the wiggly worms as well or is this something you came over here and you were like wow these brits they're (laughs) so cool
3: Oh no! I mean, it is totally cool, but no, I'm pretty sure I had them there because I wouldn't remember. I've only lived here 20 years, so I wouldn't remember them. It's not really something you play with in your
0: 20s, is it? Well, I'm trying to change that <laughs> on home time. They, they make it so in, in like. Because let me tell you, right, in terms of life and things that have like blown my mind. I remember being having my mind blown by the iPod and the iPad and virtual yeah. reality and thinking, how did they do? How do they do that? But when you've seen someone do that close hand magic of having a, a furry worm skip in and out of their fingers, it's like nothing I've ever seen before, and I feel like we need that back. Okay. in our oh, lives totally
3: magical isn't it it
0: really is Bonnie it really <laughs> is is this the Devon upbringing lot. it's a Devon thing <laughs> Trago Mills <laughs> so uh, Bonnie just confirm where are they if we could send one of our showrunners out to pick one up
3: uh, I went to get one, I got mine from The Range in Andover in Hampshire, but it was maybe, it was a few months ago at least, and it definitely had one of those screens where they show, like, the demos, like, yeah.
0: but, um, yeah. Oh, it's all about the demo.
3: <laughs> Great yeah. to
0: speak to you, thank you so much, okay. good intel.
3: <laughs>
1: alright thanks bye this is Bush and Rich's daily takeaway Uh, big night for me tonight you know how much I love Keane obsessed with Keane obsessed with Keane he's mad about Keane I don't know whether it's a Sussex thing them being Sussex boys me being a Sussex boy Uh, but uh, they are playing for War Child tonight at uh, the O2 Shepherds Bush Empire and uh, along with Jay Lawrence I get the chance to uh, introduce them onto the stage
0: oh wow so you're going to go out and like uh... you're doing a bit of warm up like 20
1: minutes of blue material before you know, get the crowd going? No, because I, I, I don't want to embarrass myself in front of Tom Chaplin. Like, if, <laughs> Say, for example, if I tanked with some of my one liners and, and Tom's watched, I would die inside.
0: So, no, I think it's going to be good. I think you need to whip them up. No, 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 no. Whip that crowd up. It's going to be amazing. Chance are going to go all wobbly neat. So, if you're going to Keen tonight, um, would you want any audience participation if someone's going this evening? like
1: um, uh, I might, might do a little warm up of Sovereign Light Cafe, me and the audience, whilst we're just waiting or something or other.
0: Folks, do not miss that. Please video it. The
3: Daily Takeaway. Bush and Ritchie's Daily Takeaway.
0: a heartwarming hour, uh, this first hour of the show, because it, it seems we weren't imagining those little furry worms with googly eyes and uh, fishing wire on the end of their noses that you used to get on holiday as kids. They're still alive and well to this day, if you know where to find them. Uh, thank you for your intel. Sarah from Stephen says, uh, Bush and Ritchie, the wiggly worm you're referring to is called a squirmy. Uh, They've been around for years. My dad used to buy these for me when I was a kid
1: back in the 1970s. How about this? This is such a home-time listener, this anonymous (laughs) text. Bush, Ritchie, I love those worms so much... I used to make my version of them to sell at school. They were very popular and a great side hustle. I'm not sure if that broke any laws, so please keep my whirly worm business quiet. A sideline whirly. Yeah, I'd love to see what they look like. I bet they looked absolutely terrifying, all
0: googly (laughs) eyes in the wrong direction and everything. Uh, But you've been brilliant with with your information. We've got Richard on the line. You've seen them, right, Richard?
2: There's a a chap, um, I've been to York a few times, but there's a guy and he has like a it's like almost like the old cinema rusherette sort of tray and uh, he's often and he's got like a he's a lovely guy with a Chinese hat on and he flogs all sorts of strange things but he often has the uh, the wiggly worms and what I would describe as a magic whistle um, okay. but yeah so um, just,
0: just to confirm but, here is you're saying that there's, there's a man who walks up and down uh, in York with uh, one of those trays that they sell ice creams out of at cinema's a Chinese yeah. hat and he sells Wiggly worms and whistles.
2: Yes, I mean, <laughs> he, often, uh, he often tries to sell me one, and, and uh, I think I'm a little bit too old for that, but uh, yeah. He, um... Well, it
1: sounds like Bush might like one if uh, if you're ever passing through the town centre again. Are you popping down I the did... shambles at
2: any point soon in York? Yes, well, I, well actually, funny enough, we're going uh, just after Easter for a weekend. Can
0: you um you I'm so... willing to wait, yeah. Richard, if yeah, you're able to so get, we... get me the one off yeah. the fellow with the Chinese hat.
2: Not a problem. If 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 I if he's there, I promise you, I'll get you one each. In fact, I'll get you a worm and a whistle, and then you can share
1: them between you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what a night that is going to be. Oh,
1: we're so lucky and blessed to have listeners like you. Thank you, Richard.
2: My absolute pleasure. As soon as I promise you, if he's not there, I will get them for you. You have my word.
3: This is The Daily Takeaway. Fish and Richie's bonus day. Uh, just, just because a mascot and wave to people uh, Easter Bunny
0: Basically be in front of a massive blind date panel uh, for 24
1: hours if necessary uh, and uh, full of uh, potential uh, girlfriends and wives
3: I would love to pilot a canal boat through the Falkirk wheel if that's possible
1: In all Lauren's dreams I'm not sure that uh, <laughs> being on a canal boat with you and I was actually part oh, of she it She never actually invited us so I that's a very good know. point
3: <laughs> um, I would like to go up to the Kieran Gorms to sit in the woods and see a crested pit.
1: <laughs> I'd love to spend the 29th flying in a two-seater spitfire. It's just an awesome growl as it goes
3: overhead. It's... <laughs> go for it. Me and my best friend, Ellie, we love nature and we recently went on a beaver trek. <laughs> oh, come UK. on! Lots and lots of laughs. We we talk about great pits.
0: And I'd like to go into the uh, secret underground tunnels in the London Underground.
3: My dad used to drive lorries for living. He won lorry driver of the year, many years ago, and he's really, really proud of. Um, So I've always wanted to drive a lorry, basically. I
2: would like to have a tour of the Tunnex tea cake factory. I want to kick a duck up there.
1: You would like to kick a fake duck up the backside? Well, yeah, that's the only thing I can think of to get rid of this urge.
3: Casting is where you take yarn and you make a rug.
0: <laughs> oh, <Phew>. Oh, OK. <laughs> I was thinking it might be someone in a car park then, I thought, okay. not keen.
3: We'd have to say at
1: this stage it's one of the more surreal ones.
2: Yeah, but some older ones are a bit boring, aren't they? <laughs> OK, fair play.
0: <laughs> it is time for the moment of truth. We're about to find out who is going to have their bonus day, their dream day come true for 2024 uh, we've been thinking long and hard about this over the weekend thank you so much to everyone who's got involved there have been so many amazing
1: suggestions of what to do with that spare day for the leap year uh, so for us All our thinking over the weekend, uh, it came down to three that we really, really liked and had to choose between. Uh, And that was Ray, who wanted to uh, take a trip down some of the secret, disused tunnels uh, of the London Underground. Uh, There was Laura, whose dad, once upon a time, was HGV Driver of the Year in the UK. But she's never driven a lorry herself, and she wanted to. Uh, And then there was Ian, uh, who has a fascination with the Tunnock's Tea Cake Factory just outside of Glasgow, and wanted to have a little walk around and see how those tea cakes were made. All absolutely fantastic, and like we say, thank you for getting
0: involved. But the person whose bonus day is going to come true for 2024 this leap year is the fantastic Ray. It's you, Ray excellent
1: i can't believe it brilliant <laughs> do you know what ray uh, we're looking forward to it I, I i particularly am looking forward to it the the, the chance to go underground uh, and look at hidden underground tunnels wow i think it ticks both our boxes ray
0: because you've got the trains thing for richie mm. i i'm a history bore. we're both a bore in our own way but in different areas so you've got history and you've got the trains in this underground extravaganza that you want to explore
1: on your bonus day isn't that right that's, yeah,
0: that's it. It is right. Yeah, that's brilliant. Excellent. Yeah.
1: Okay. So remind everybody, Ray, exactly what was it that you said that you wanted to do on your bonus day?
0: I wanted to go into the uh, secret underground tunnels in the on the London Underground that are disused. Okay, brilliant. Well, this is it. There's, there's, a, there's quite a big gap between us saying to you, Ray, it's you, and <laughs> us actually sorting that out. <laughs> yes. But watch this space. Between now and when it happens on the 29th of February, uh, we've got some serious organising and phone calling to do.
1: Uh, yeah, this is the line in the sand. It's the commitment that it's going to happen and our team of highly skilled producers are, are now going to be bashing phones uh, and, and making sure it will happen.
0: What's going to happen is, Ray, you're going to come to London. You're either going to have the most amazing day and get to see all these amazing things you've been dreaming about for ages or we'll just... Have a coffee at the train station. We'll put you back on the train again with a tote bag. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Ray, stick the 29th in your diary. We've got to get planning.
3: The daily takeaway. Russian Richie's daily takeaway.
0: Uh, well done, then, to Ray, the winner of our bonus day, which means just looking at the calendar on this computer. Uh, We've got nine days to get him underground into a tunnel under London or something. (laughs) Uh, For February 29th, leap year. Uh,
1: Yes, now, uh, a cursory look. There's a good ten disused tube stations uh, that were once upon a time stations on the London undergrounds. And then are no longer so they are then basically secret little passages uh, underground that we could take ray to so this is like
0: going in through proper entrances because at one point i was getting kind of um teenage mutant ninja turtles going down manhole kind of vibes do <laughs> you know what i mean like jack jamming is that the phrase where you get it open with a crowbar
1: i think that's a jimmy isn't its is it a jimmy or a jammy i don't I never know <laughs> uh, i can't see us going down through any manhole covers Fair enough. Uh, But maybe we we will be going through some, like, like, you know, boarded-up padlocked kind of things, I would imagine. Imagine me lowering Ray down to you because you've got down first. (laughs) You got him. Uh, Charing Cross, although that's still a mainline station, but, like, it closed on the Jubilee line. Aldwych, Blake Hall... Mark Lane and Tower Hill. used to go to school with them. (laughs) Uh, Wood Lane, Swiss Cottage, Brompton Road, Down Street, City Road and King William Street.
0: Uh, Okay, well, I mean, the one that interests me the most out of those is Oldwich Station, which is the one near the Strand, because it featured in one of my favourite films ever, Darkest Hour with Gary Oldman in it, is uh, Winston Churchill. Great film. Uh, And uh, I don't know, it looks very, very cool. And also, I read as well, the the Anglo-Saxon Horde of Sutton Hoo. This is the the history side of things, which is getting me with this. Uh, it only just been dug up in 1939, but they put it underground to save it during the war as well. So I we had like the Saxon jewellery down there. So if there's got if there's ghosts under there, it's at old witch station.
1: Only closed 30 years ago,
0: within so, our lifetime. So we'd probably be able to put our foot through the main door and get <laughs> yeah. in there, wouldn't we?
1: That's that's the one.
0: <laughs> that's the whole vibe. But watch this space. Uh, we've got a few days to try and put this together. We might need your help.
3: This is the daily takeaway. The, daily takeaway. the noise of the past. It's Bush and
1: Ritchie's Sound of the Decade. Absolute Radio 60s. Right,
0: so if you, like, were a kid in the 60s, this is all about you, or if you maybe if you're younger than that, you've watched a documentary. Maybe they've wheeled in that big telly at school, black and white Pathé newsreel about what life was like in the 1960s. This also applies. It's a sound effect
1: from that decade. The question is, what is this? It's quite tricky. The man with the answer, well, at least he thinks so, is Neil in Stoke-on-Trent. How are you, Neil? Fine,
2: fine. Hi, guys.
0: Uh, good to have you on, Neil. A lot of bleeping going on in the background there. What are you up to?
2: <laughs> Not a great deal, just sitting here in front of a log burner, listening to
1: absolute radio. Which, wow. which a, do every afternoon. A beeping log burner.
0: A beeping old log burner in the background. We've got a log oh, burner. I, I find it a little bit confusing as to what is the best way to get it going, whether you open the vent at the front or the vent at the side, and I get a little bit beside myself, really, sometimes.
1: Bit of both. And then reduce one and then the other. I'll do what, that, then, chaps, um, we'll take your guess for The Sound of the Decade. Then uh, during the next song, you two can have a chat off air about all log burning etiquette. Absolute
0: radio <laughs> wood stove burner, I think.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, Neil, what is your decade of choice to listen to the home time show with then?
2: Uh, well, I reckon it's um, uh, dice in a cup.
1: But,
0: but, but, hey, Neil, Neil, you're jumping the gun there, Sunshine. What's your favourite Absolute Radio station when you listen to Home Time?
1: Oh, beg your pardon. Absolute 70s, of course. Oh, Absolute Radio 70s.
0: Good lads. I'm more intrigued by the the scenario you've got going on there. You kind of like, have you got your shoes on or not?
1: Nope. You can ask as many questions as you want about woodburners now, because I've got a feeling I know what um, Neil's going (laughs) to (laughs) guess. I feel like it's just like a little message. (laughs) Right. Oh. 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 Oh, that's a dog. I, can I say
0: to you, before we get into this, yeah. I don't think Neil's in his own house.
1: <laughs>
0: it's sure chaos. He's, he's, he's broken and entered, and he's phoning in.
1: Absolute chaos. <laughs> Neil! Yeah, yo. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the sound of the decades is?
2: Uh, dice and a cup. Like that. Playing games.
0: What kind of game are you playing whilst you're hearing this noise? I'm
2: playing any game at the moment. Just listening to radio. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not right now, Neil. In your mind's eye when you hear this sound. What is it?
2: Ah, good point. Good point. Um, <laughs> good point. Uh, um, Monopoly, of course. OK. Yep.
0: I just need to cool. get that clip. OK. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's find out.
3: You're a loser. Oh. And you have lost. Sorry, Neil.
1: Oh, oh well, thanks anyway.
0: It's, Don't nice, worry. Th- it's nice to get a little peer into Neil's life and what he's up to. And I was joking earlier on about you breaking and entering, but if you are in somebody else's house, Neil, tidy up after yourself and get out.
1: What did you dream of it? <laughs> he's a character. He's a happy character, Neil. It's good, good to talk to you. Sound of the Decades will return tomorrow, still in the 60s, for that home time digital radio. The daily takeaway. Richie's daily takeaway. Now Tuesdays are a struggle, all right. You can't really remember what you did at the weekend, and the next weekend is is still quite some distance away. Uh, and it's the day where, yeah, to be quite frank, you can get down about things. Uh, and it's the day where, when the universe owes you money, you really want something back. And this is why we are launching Compensation Corner. All right, it's a chance for you to make a claim to the universe when it owes you. For scenarios like this, let me, let me get everybody started. I'm Go after on. compensation from the universe for something that happened last night when I got home. I had a rare evening on my own. Nobody else in the house.
0: Internet broken, was it? <laughs> no,
1: that's not what I oh, okay. all right the yeah. compensation for. <laughs> not you, me. So on the way home, I bought myself a pizza. I'm thinking a pizza all to myself. There's football on the telly. This is going to be a perfect evening.
0: If you're talking about the, Ever- the Everton game, I'm, I've already apologized about
1: that. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm not after compensation for that. No. <laughs> what I did was I got in, I turned the oven on. Warmed up pretty quickly, in goes the pizza, 11 minutes. So I potter around the house, getting myself ready, back to the oven after the 11 minutes. The pizza is burnt. It's all brown. My fault, because it didn't look properly, there was two different instructions, one for conventional ovens, one for fan ovens. So I'd done it for 11 minutes, but on the fan oven things, it's turbocharged. I'd ruined... My own pizza. And you're
0: only, uh, if you're a, a, a bloke on his own in the evening as well, it's your only form of food that you can eat in the house. Absolutely, yeah. You, you've ruined it.
1: So I would like compensation back for my burnt pizza last night because I'm not having that for ages now. And, and just
0: so you know that this is compensation, not in a monetary sense, but this will just be down the line. Maybe some other stuff will go your way because you kind of owed it.
1: Exactly. I'm not going to get that money back from anywhere. It's not M&S's fault. Well, I just went back from the universe. So from
0: my perspective, I started bringing in a coffee thermos flask to work, right, to try and save money on the... At the price of coffees these days. I don't want to sound like my dad, but I'm not made of money. Is it four pound fifty for a coffee round? Ridiculous! It's outrageous. So I thought I'm going to bring my own coffee in. But what I've done, I filled the coffee flask up with. like instant coffee earlier on, but I accidentally forgot to click the button down, which meant that it was locked in. So when I opened uh, up in front of some people that were looking at me on the train today, thinking, oh, look, he's brought his own coffee flask in, it went all over my jeans and (laughs) crotch. So I want some compo for that.
1: This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. I went to the cinema last night, a load of kids uh, behind, talking all the way through on phones, uh, noisy with their slurping of their slushies, all that kind of stuff.
0: Why do people do it? I don't it know. It's not even cheap going to the cinema.
1: No, exactly. Ruined it for her. I'd love to go around their house and do it. <laughs> yeah, Claire, that's your idea. That's, there, what the, that's what you should do.
0: We should do another feature called I'll, "I'll come around your <laughs> house and do it."
1: Uh, many claims coming in for Compo Corner. What does the universe owe you? Chris says, "I've been to Wembley so many times. Uh, the team I was supporting has lost every single time without scoring. I believe the universe owes me the chance to go and wallop the ball into an empty net in front of eighty thousand people." That's
0: right. Uh, exercise that hex. We're all bef- oh, with that. We'll be able to head over to Goodison Park and help Everton out would you? Uh, Liam has been on to say I've just left the dentist. This is breaking news, uh, Compo Corner. I need an extraction and denture fitted. I'm 40 and I'm absolutely raging. (laughs) What is an extraction?
1: Uh, That's having a tooth taken out.
0: Is that what it is? Yeah. I've had, um, what's it called where they dig out a tooth and then put like framework in it and fill it back up again? A crown? No, it's not that. It's, uh, I'm so sorry, this is terrible radio. (laughs) <laughs> Guess that's too. Live dentistry. <laughs> Root canal. That's
1: it, well done. The Daily Takeaway.
3: Richie's Daily Takeaway.
0: There you go, there's the show. Uh, don't forget then, Richie, I mean, if you listen to this right like now, as in the uh, the 20th of February, and you're going tonight to the King gig, uh, maybe shout some stuff out, do a bit of uh, yeah. audience interaction with Richie this evening.
1: I've got one concern, because uh, obviously with, with venues these days, you can't take bags, and obviously I've got my work bag with me, and because... a massive
0: of my... work bag which was yes. about on the show before, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: because of my, my ongoing um, uh, skin problems that I'm managing, uh, I'm carrying around a big tub of paraffin. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't know how I'm going to get that past security.
0: Yeah, let's just say, don't (laughs) take the bag. (laughs) Oh, Jay will be doing it on his own.